episode 99 of Story Mode, a video game podcast, the official podcast of StoryModeGaming.com. I am your host, who is far too hot right now, Jesse Monroe, and I am joined by two sweaty boys, Keelan Simpson and Simon Evans. How we doing, lads? Sticky. Real sticky. <laughs> yeah. Real sticky. It's unpleasant. I'm, I'm partially melted in ways I didn't know humans could melt. But better get that means, checked out, man. That's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> something a come thing. Okay, that's what, 15 seconds I've mentioned come. It's, you know, Fantastic. Episode 99, why change now? You know what I mean? <laughs> but aside from the heat, how have you guys been? Keelan, what have you been playing lately? We should talk about games more on this show. Oh, Maybe. God. Instead of Spider-Man. That's a fantastic question, Jesse. Thanks, man. Um, because I, I, I've not been playing a great deal of uh, video oh, games <laughs> other than God of War on PC. Oh, and man. Boy, am I glad am I'm glad I waited until the PC version came out. Holy shit. It's incredible. It's incredible. I'm playing Selling through so damn well as well. I'm uh playing through it uh with the ultra widescreen mode. Now I don't have an ultra widescreen monitor, but it just adds black bars to the top and bottom. But you just have this really wide <laughs> cinematic perspective. And it just, it looks freaking cool, dude. With a no-cut camera, oh. with these amazing vistas that you're constantly traversing across. It looks incredible, man. Like, I cannot recommend hey, you've, that. You've enough. finished the game before, though, right? I have, yeah. Uh, when it first came out. So, it, it's a great refresher. And it's just reminded me how, um, you know, the thing that I look for in games, that moment-to-moment gameplay, that the engagement that you have in God of War is so fundamentally solid. Like, you, I can't put it down. Like, it's so crunchy using that axe. It feels so satisfying to kill something. You just feel tough as hell. It's great. I love this I've game. been replaying it as well, and I've been trying to stream it, but it keeps getting real choppy because how demanding the game, I guess, is on my system. It is. It's very demanding. Um, but what I'm actually appreciating a lot in the game this time is just the hand-to-hand combat. I'm throwing my axe away a lot more. Yes. Yeah, and just right. punching the shit out of these fucking lava goblins. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a great time. This game is it's so good. It's, so, it's perfect. It's, would, so, it's a perfect game. The, the, literally the only thing I could say for improvement is increased variety in those melee kills once you get that stun meter up. Yes. That's the only thing yes, that I, I want out of that. Always been a crux of the... Um, God of War franchise. I remember even the old ones where you used to rip off the uh, the horns of the Minotaur as a finisher. And if you had a room full of Minotaurs, you'd just do it again and again. Like, oh, okay. Look, it's, it's really right. cool. I'm not going to lie. It's freaking awesome. And the attention to detail that they put into those animations is like just top tier. You don't see that often. But, but you sigh. Sorry. Um, yeah, but anyway, you can't see that too often. Sorry, Sai, go ahead. No, no, you're good, you're good. <laughs> uh, look, recently, I've been playing through uh, Montana Rise on PC because that recently got its PC release as well. And honestly, I have genuinely mixed feelings about this game overall. Performance, fantastic. Visuals, it, incredible obviously the gameplay is as good as it was on switch if not actually arguably better with the higher frame rate uh your attacks and some of your like options just feel a bit more responsive and the game just flows really well like it, it feels so fucking good however i have to obviously redo everything that i did on my switch save file which is a bit tedious and also 
I'm running into weird issues where I get random frame drops. And I'm not talking about, like, my PC is normally running the game at, like, 90 frames a second and not even fucking sweating. It's not a deal, not a big deal. It's like, yeah, fuck it, not a problem. But then just randomly, every once in a while, the frame rate will go from 90 to 60 to 4. And it will just be single digit frame rate for like three seconds and then just jump straight back up. And I don't know why. And I've fucked around with every fucking setting I can. And my suspicion, without any actual confirmation or any way of testing this, is uh, the Denuvo DRM that Capcom have a fucking boner for and include in all of their recent games. Because they started it with, I think it was Monster Hunter World. Might have even been uh, Resident Evil 7, actually. Which had Denuvo DRM. And it is a dick. It is an absolute fucking dick. It could be, because uh, RE8 on PC had massive problems specifically relating to their um, DRM software. But... Uh, is it happening during specific things, Simon? Like no. when you are in zone transitions or is the game auto-saving or something like that? Nope. Nope. It's just random. Like I'll be I'll be in the middle of a hunt um, and it will just randomly drop for a couple of seconds. And then sometimes I'll be in the main hub area and just walking from one NPC to another and then it will happen. And it's, yeah, it feels, it feels completely random, which is what's the most frustrating thing about it is that I've done everything I think I can reasonably to try and mitigate the issue um, without sacrificing too much in terms of like my visual settings and, you know, my graphics and, you know, that that sort of good shit. Uh, but yeah, it's just one of those things at the moment. And that's, that's putting a genuine damper on the experience because otherwise I'm enjoying it so much. I'm actually, I've bought a new monitor to enjoy the game more because, uh, the monitors that I use at the moment are two 4K 60 hertz monitors. Quite nice. Um, but I'm like, you know what? This game can do higher than that. Also, I think 4K is probably the choking point for a lot of the games that I play. Uh, requires a bit more than my system is willing to give. So I've gone for a 1440p 185 hertz monitor, um, an Asus tough monitor. So that should be hopefully arriving within the next few weeks, which will be really fun. Simon, be, you'll never go back. Uh, that's what I've been night told. Night and day, man. It's night That's and what day. I've been told. And yeah, don't get me wrong. Like I'm, I'm going to keep one of my uh, 4K monitors because 4K is so fucking pretty. And it's so nice to have. But I'm probably just going to use that on fucking videos and Netflix. And I'm going to have the nice Porn. higher... F- yeah, that too. <laughs> I like how Jesse's contribution to this topic has been porn. So the first contribution was come now. Yeah. It's porn. <laughs> Look, staying on brand. Know. Staying on fucking I brand. Like brand. I have a strong I have a strong brand. Sex appeal. Okay. <laughs> That's Listen not the word voice. I'd use for it. Now I've been playing a game. I've been playing what some would call the better Monsanto. I've been playing Horizon. I had to say mm. that while someone was taking drinks, so they didn't yell at me. But I don't want to talk about Horizon Forbidden uh, sorry, Horizon Zero Dawn too much because we're gonna do a bit of an episode on it in a few weeks. Have you guys seen the new trailer for Forbidden West? I have not. I have oh, not like, yet. I, I don't think I've been this hyped for games for a long, long time. Because I think in the new trailer, I saw some sort of mechanical moth. <laughs> I'm just in it for the creatures. I just want to see, like, in this one, they've got a, big, a cool turtle. They have a cool snake. He seems angry. An elephant. Like, like Lord of the Rings. And I also from, I guess... 
nature as well, <laughs> where you could know, know elephants from. Yeah, crazy. But this moth seems beautiful. I like all the birds. The raptors. Uh, do you have a favourite? Watch the new story trailer because this is genuinely, the build-up to this game has been quite oddly restrained, I'm finding it. We're not getting bombarded with stuff. Like sort of a trailer will come out very quietly. Just like, hey, here's, some more cre- here's another creature. Here's some story. I think the marketing has been a little bit subdued, but I think... Uh, but probably, really good. Nothing's been filler. Yeah, I think a part of it as well, Jesse, is just because I'm pretty certain Sony is sure this is going to go crazy mm. for them, no I matter th- what. I think... People are keen for a new game for their PS5. Oh, yeah, definitely. But also, I think which, I think this is a pretty cool uh, tactic, which I noticed they did a lot with uh, Dad of War, uh, in that sort of subdue the marketing before the release, and then as soon as it comes out... Everyone's talking about it anyway, and then bam, add, 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 and you push it. You push it as hard as you can whilst it's in whilst it's in the conversation. Whilst everyone's talking about how cool this new game is, and you just see it everywhere, and you're like, "Fuck it, all right, I'm gonna get this fucking game." Well, let's wipe let's wipe the slate of Sony right now because we're gonna get into the news. We're gonna get into arguably the biggest piece of gaming industry news ever, ever. I think it is actually by fair mar- fair fair margin. Xbox, Microsoft have acquired Activision, Blizzard, and King. Um, so this happened last week. Microsoft acquired them for sixty-seven point whatever billion dollars. They should have done it for a little bit more and got sixty-nine, but whatever. Whatever. <laughs> this means some franchises, some of the biggest franchises in gaming history: Call of Duty, StarCraft, World of Warcraft. What of Warcraft? What of Warcraft? <laughs> Diablo, Overwatch, somehow Spyro and Crash Bandicoot, which is blowing my mind. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so and good. now Xbox properties, including other games from the mobile arm of Activision, which is Kings, like games like Candy Crush and stuff like that. Um, now, the deal hasn't fully cleared yet. It has to go through antitrust regulators who are going to have time with this because there are a lot of uh, industry monopolization mm. uh, concerns going around. But as it all stands, it should be done and dusted by June next year at the latest. Uh, when the transi- transaction closes, Microsoft will become the world's third largest gaming company by revenue behind Sony and Tencent. Now, it's a big, it's a big deal, mm-hmm. and it brings up a lot of questions. This is not a oh, this is great or this is bad piece of news. There is so much in this. So I thought we'll break this down to a few different questions. I want to th- I want to throw to you guys. First up, I mentioned the monopolization of the industry. Is that what we're seeing here? Is this a monopolization of the industry or is this just another company acquiring some other companies? This is a big thing. I want to Mm. start off by saying that, number one, put this fanboy shit aside, please. Everybody, do it's this is not a competition. It's not Mm. Microsoft wins now because they have everything and they have Call of Duty. Please, just put that fucking shit aside. This is going to affect us all in so many different ways. Like... The list is myriad. There's so many things that we could possibly be impacted on by this. As somebody who runs like the story about social media and like I'm probably all of us probably the most engaged on Twitter and stuff like that. Um, if you have the need to comment on anything, be like Xbox wins, rest in peace, put your phone down and fuck yourself. Uh, uh, Counterpoint, just just, just, 
Just go outside. <laughs> That's all. Okay? Go outside. Well, I'm seeing like please. there there are journalists and stuff getting like threats. And they're like, oh no, Sony be fine. How dare you say Sony will be fed? That's my like troll voice. Fantastic. Yeah, let's uh, let's be clear. Sony is is going to be absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, keep in mind, will be too. Mm-hmm. I mean, as Jesse, just as you as you literally just stated, it puts Microsoft in third place behind. Tencent, a gigantic but, Chinese but also, conglomerate, and Sony. None of this matters. No. None of that fucking matters. No, it none really doesn't. I'm a, we're consumers. Who gives a fucking shit? <laughs> well, Play the games. Uh, well, there is so, a reason we should so, give a shit. On. I, I look at it this way. Um, Microsoft is huge. They're a massive company with apparently a lot of cash to burn. They've got to do something with that. Um, and I don't see anyone standing in the way of this deal uh, actually coming together. I think Mm. that this will happen. There won't be any sort of monopoly antitrust type uh, deals here. Um, I suspect that with that amount of money in the pipeline for so many people, it's in a lot of people's interest to sort of make this happen. Um, I just worry about um, how it's going to affect us as gamers and at the end of the day, how they're going to monetize these studios that we all know and love, what, what they're going to, to do to them. What are they going to do? Can we just change um, it a little bit to lately? Compass studios that we, we know. We know. Well, well we know. Okay. Yes. We, Sorry. We Thank know, you, Jesse. Good correction. But the love has gone away a little <laughs> we bit lately. We used to love. We, we used to, to love. Pretty interesting few years. So, yeah. you know, what, what's going to happen to um, how those companies are run and the way that they make? games that's the concern with a big company like microsoft taking over and so far with their track record uh with bethesda they haven't done a lot they've kind of just bought everything and said you're part of us now we want your shit thanks we've got it cool you keep doing what you're doing but that will change that's what happens with takeovers yeah so from such a weird Sorry, go on. Sorry. I, was, I was just going to say, from my perspective, first off, as Keelan already said, I don't think this is going to be an antitrust issue. Keep in mind that this is Microsoft we're talking about. Like, you don't become a company as huge as Microsoft and not already know people in, you know, various government departments. And you've probably already run through this with them. You've probably already gone, hey, if I acquire, just Can hypothetically, we? could I just get Activision Blizzard King and would that break any antitrust laws? No? Cool. Oh, don't, no, no, just a hypothetical, I promise. I promise you, it's just a hypothetical. Ha <laughs> ha. But I, I guess the tricky part with that, just to go off that, is, and I, I agree, I think it will go, go through, but it's such a big deal that I, it will draw a lot more scrutiny than other deals, other mm, you know, game industry um, deals. Like I saw like Wall Street Journal were writing about this. Wall Street Journal, who clearly don't have anyone who knows about gaming in their uh, offices because they were talking about how Xbox is investing in the metaverse because that's the buzzword now. But anyway, um, it's going to draw more attention. And there, there are certain things that people are you know, putting, having eyes across um, a few weeks ago. And look, we're not going to go through too much of the, uh, the bullshit of Bobby Kotick because we all know he's a dickhead. Um, but Phil Spencer a few weeks ago was asked about uh, Microsoft's position with Activision and Blizzard. He said, we're going to be reviewing our relationship with them. Yeah. Clearly that meant this. We're going to buy them because they can't run their own shit anymore. However, that made their stocks drop. 
So there are a lot of people coming and saying, is that market manipulation? Because it technically could have affected or did affect, I don't know, I don't know what the discussions were behind the scenes, the the you know, the price point of the company. Again, this is stuff that none, none of us know exactly how any of this shit works, but I've seen a lot of people bring this up. Like, again, I think it'll go through fine. But if, say, a company, say, for example, Sony wants to get messy with this, say this does get messy with Sony about the whole, like, okay, are we still going to get Call of Duty games or not? How does this all work? Are you taking a very large cut of our profits? Sony may get in the defensive here and say, well, how about this, this, and this? Just because the company's really big and they may have some, you know, some connections and stuff like that doesn't always mean to go through. I think 99.99% sure it goes through, but there's a very intriguing little bit of... I just see. I, I strongly doubt it because if you know, if you counted that as market manipulation, then you would count all of Elon Musk's tweets as market manipulation as well. I so, do. I just count uh, Elon Musk existing as market manipulation. To be honest, <laughs> his very breath is manipulating. But no, it, it runs into a, to the issue because obviously at the time when that statement was made, Phil Spencer was definitely under scrutiny from the general gaming audience to talk about Activision Blizzard and all of the, the bullshit that was going on there and obviously still is. And, you know, everyone was going to make a statement in some capacity. So it was just a matter of time. And so obviously the safe bet there is to go, oh, uh, we're going to review our relationship with yeah. them. It's a like, non-answer. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's, it's yeah. a safe non-answer. It's not co- like non-committal. It's not confrontational. And it does leave it completely open to interpretation, which is both the best thing he could have done and also the worst thing he could have done with hindsight now. Now, if you look at it, you're like, mm, yeah, okay, that's kind of, oh, that does seem a little bit suspicious, I, but yeah. I don't think it is. Just to clarify, I don't think it's suspicious. I, I think there's nothing of, but I've seen a few people raise it as a point of like okay this it's interesting this could have a magnifying glass put over and there'll be some reviews done there but i don't fucking know about how how all that stuff works um but yeah i think look we never had this conversation when it we didn't really have this conversation when sony bought you know naughty dog and insomniac and bend sony has had a fair roster of first party studios for quite a time now and they keep adding smaller studios um in the last few years Xbox is just taking bigger bites at the moment. That yeah. is a that is a very in different <laughs> scale, Jesse. Activision versus oh, no, no, any of those. A hundred percent. But it just there was a long time where Xbox didn't really have first parties, and Sony had a few. Yeah, and I know they they were smaller bites, incre- incremental growth there. But no one ever looked at Sony and was like, "Whoa, hold the fuck up! You even you now have." A, a, a lot of first-party studios is this a monopoly being formed here. I think industry-wise, it's not a monopolization. However, no. it will have ramifications on gaming public for a time, and we'll get to that in a moment, because I think Keelan's prophecy from two years ago is coming to fruition in ways I didn't expect, <laughs> um, and I kind of don't trust Keelan. Look at him. Look at him seeing see into the future. <laughs> now, I think, I think overall... It it's really hard to paint this as either good or bad. Um, it, like this is a very weird shade of grey. But I yeah. think overall, in the most like roundhouse of speaking, this is a good thing in general. But there are absolutely points of concern and contention that do worry me a little bit. And there's 
On the plus side, let's hope we can kick out all the dickheads that are in Activision. Well, that brings listed. me to my next next question. What do we see happening now with all the fuckheads at the top of Activision and Blizzard? So we're talking mainly about Bobby Bacoblin Kotick. Um, he's as good as gone. Yes. That, There's yeah, nothing official. Sure. And a lot of people who are pushing Phil Spencer to say something or higher up at Microsoft. I've seen a lot of hate being thrown at just the Xbox social media guys being like, you guys have to say something. They legally cannot right no, now. That jeopardizes very, very, everything. Exactly. It's a very, they have to be very, very careful what they say, but it's quite clear. For one, Bobby Kotick is not going to answer to Phil Spencer. No. He's not the top person. He's, he needs to be at the top because that's where he can be a piece of shit. Yeah, he that's, where, that's where he can abuse people and get away with Clearly, it. Clearly, we know he can't be accountable for anything. Yeah. Um, Microsoft have, not to this extent, as far as we know, but in the past, they have had issues with certain members of the Microsoft family. And they got a lot of slack for it and they've changed. For what you can see on the outside, again, we don't know how it all operates internally. It looks like these studios run a lot better under Microsoft, okay? Um, they just have a bit of a, a higher power to answer to. In this case, it's Milky Spencer. Bobby is gone. Either he will go for their own volition this year or he will go when the deal is, is finalized. 100%. Mm. People are mad that he's going to get paid out. Look, it sucks. I hate that this person has money. This person deserves nothing. However, that's not how the world works, unfortunately. Yeah. It, no matter how he they got rid of him, whether Microsoft has to get involved and pay him out, like they have, or you know the uh, shareholders had to pay him out, he was gonna he had his golden parachute there anyway. Oh, he was yeah, gonna make money. Course. That sucks that that's how we get rid of him. But I am so glad that we are going to get, not we, that doesn't matter about us. I'm so glad the people who work at these studios who want to make good games, who want to feel comfortable at work, don't have to deal with them. I just hope this sort of rejuvenates their work cycle a little bit. Because we even mm. saw like the bastardization of companies like Activision. We were saying before, you know, Activision was a beloved company for so long, but in the last few years, you, you think about what they've released. Okay, you've got your Tony Hawk remake, which is great. New Crash Bandicoot game came through them, which was fantastic. I bloody loved it. But it's really just Call of Duty. Yeah. They've just become a Call of Duty studio, and that, a lot of the studios within those have just become support studios for Call of Duty. That's the thing, Jesse. That's so the big problem. the guys who made that fantastic Tony Hawk remake, um, as John Lineman from Digital Foundry put it so eloquently, um, Activision basically said, great job on that Tony Hawk remake. Now, here's 10 years in the Call of Duty mines. Fuck exactly. Like, They've yeah, all just been shafted to make this because... Call of Duty, and look, we'll get into Call of Duty a bit more because it, 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 it it's a fantastic franchise, which has faltered in the last few years, which is a bit of a shame. It's, but they, they're just trying to put studios behind us. It. like, oh, if we put more studios behind it, it will make us more money. It is, the, there's so much money being so earned there. Talent um, going to waste there. <laughs> yeah, massively. We'll, yeah, we'll get into that better. So do we think that these studios will be better off, obviously without Bobby, but how do we see them growing now? I think, personally, there's a couple of other issues that we need to root out. Not just Bobby. I know Bobby's the easy target and the face of it all. And justifiably so. Like, this man's a... a face. I know, right? punch Um, I I don't know if you guys saw, but he was part of an interview on some American, like, business news show. And so was Phil Spencer. And Phil Spencer, I'm not going to lie, looked really good he was like dressed up really nicely and looked and was standing it's standing in like really nice power posture and i'm like that man looks like a good man like 
I mean, obviously, I've got my dad. He's a CEO. Um, but then Bobby Kotick looked like this weird fucking goblin from like the seventh. Do you know what he looks like? Hell, and it's like what the he looks fuck like a cross him? between a background character from Pan's Labyrinth <laughs> and the talking piece of Nan from Mighty Boosh. Yes, absolutely. You mash them together. Yeah. He has like a like a Nan bread face. Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, but, uh, he's Mighty Boosh. Anyone? He looks- he looks like someone made him in the Oblivion character creator. Just yeah. full sliders. <laughs> like, like he does. It, but unfortunately, Bobby isn't the depth of the issue. There is also the board, the current board of directors that fully support Bobby Kotick and have gone on record to say, we fully support him and trust in him and his vision, which is a terrible thing to have gone on record to say after he's just been accused of sexual harassment and manipulating sexual harassers as well to keep things the way he wants them to be. So those people, I assume, are going to be booted as well. But until we get confirmation of that, it's going to be a scary time for a lot of the developers and a lot of the, you know, office floor workers. These these people are already, you know, some of them are on strike uh, to get unionization going and... You know, I really, no, really hope, like that. I really hope this this fucking works out for them. I want them to have unions. I want my video games to have unions. God damn it! Um, like give give workers what they deserve. And in, sorry, just in regards to unions, I got a quote here from um, from Phil Spencer, and this is actually something he said. He said almost the exact same thing a few years ago, which is troubling. Um, it was in an interview with the Washington Post. He said, "I'm going to be honest." I don't have a lot of personal experience with unions. I've been at Microsoft for 33 years, so I'm not going to try to come across as an expert on expert on this. But I'll say we'll be having conversations about what empowers them to do their best work, which, as you can imagine, in a creative industry, is the most important thing for us. A lot of just corporate speak there. Yeah, yeah. But that's- the fact that he has almost an identical quote from about 2015. Look, that doesn't. Like, oh, I, I don't. I don't know. Why am I doing all these voices in this episode? I don't know, uh, but I'm, I'm here for Spencer, it. It's never unions. <laughs> all right, this isn't South Park. Five years, Calm down. seven years ago, and now he still doesn't. It's like, mm-hmm, you know, yeah, you know, plenty. It, but it's it's one of those things that again, he's sort of damned if he does, damned if he doesn't say anything. So again, he's he's gone for the easy corporate way out, which is understandable for a man in his position. Um, I don't think it's the right decision, of course, but you know I can't throw any shade at him for that. He's doing what he needs to do to safeguard his position and you know safeguard his company. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like the the ground floor workers are going to be at the moment filled with anxiety because who knows? Like there, there's still plenty of time until this deal goes through fully and the deal is done, closed, finished, and everything's yeah. gone through. There is going to be transitional periods. There's going to be moments where it will be. Uh, so, like some people are reporting to to Milky Spencer, some people are still reporting to good old dickhead Bobby. Like it, it's going to be a real mixed bag, and it's going to be very hard. And I just hope that the individual employees are given the support that they need to to continue to do the excellent work that we know that they're capable of. And then yes. hopefully the future projects that they're going to be working on will not be shrouded in this. They, they won't crap. be called duty people. They can actually make. Exactly. Want to make. Exactly. Like that. I, I don't. I don't envy those guys at all. No. No. I don't. They, they are really in this like no man's land. This transition period, and nothing is solid and certain. Like, are they even going to have jobs? Or is it going to be restructuring once the deal is official? Like, ugh. Mm. At the end of the day, like Phil Spencer is is the face of Xbox, yeah. and you see him. And as consumers, we love him because Xbox has been on a massive winning streak the last few years. They've been insa- doing insanely well for themselves. They, they are winning the PR war and 
big part of that is Phil Spencer. But again, you know, we don't know the machinations behind the scene. I'm not saying Phil's is doing all these sorts of monstrous things, but the end of the day, they are a big company and big companies can do some real shitty stuff to their workers. So I, I guess that anxiety would be coming from people working with the Acti Blizz. Just like, well, okay, is it, we're working for the devil right now, but it doesn't make the people we're working under tomorrow better. Yeah. Um, when Bobby first came to the scene with Activision and Blizzard, I'm sure he was a fine fella. I'm sure he was great. Like, I, I, I don't know what he was like when he first started, but obviously things change. So it, it, it would be an, it would be completely nerve wracking. But I guess like what else is going to happen to Activision and Blizzard? If Microsoft didn't step in to, to purchase them, they would have just kept languishing. They were just doing the same thing. I think they they are too big to fail. Fuck, they were doing everything in their power to try. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keelan, what do you think about this? Do you think um, this clean house and everything's going to be okay? Or um, I think Microsoft uh, are going to have to put a fair bit of work into reorganizing those studios and getting them all doing something effective. It's going to take a few years before we see the output from that. It's going to be a while. 100%. Yeah. I think the best yeah. way to kind of fix this relationship, or to, not just fix the relationship, just to help the people is give them passion projects, give them, let, let, let's dig up some of the projects, you know, maybe throw to the side for your call of duties and say, look, you guys want to make this. Can we do it now? Um, I also, yeah, I just want to, I just want to see people making games. They love again. That's a lot a of talent in studios. Mm. Yeah. And- a lot of talent. And like, I, I think I think that's probably one of my biggest things as well. Is that as it stands um, at the moment, Activision Blizzard, as you said earlier, Jesse, it's like it's mostly a Call of Duty factory, and they have the little side projects. And when a side project gets finished, they go, "Okay, cool." And as Keelan said, you know, into the Call of Duty minds with you. When you're done with your project, out you go, right? Go and get back, get back in, get back in the shithole. I think because of Activision Blizzard's reluctance to depend on outside sources. That's part of the reason why everything's been so focused towards Call of Duty. Whereas now under Microsoft, Microsoft has untold resources at their disposal. And so they don't have to hemorrhage employees and talent from other projects to go work on, you know, the next fucking Call of Duty Vanguard Mm. skin you know, they can they can continue to do the project that they've done. Like if, you know, someone's been working on a Spire of the Dragon game for the past four years and then suddenly, oh yeah, you need to go program the running animation in Call of Duty, they're going to be like, I know how to do dragon legs. I don't know how to do like, human legs. You mentioned Spyro. Can we just mention how big a ball drop this has been by Sony <laughs> yeah, to yeah. just over time allow Crash Bandicoot to become an Xbox property? If, when, look, Microsoft is going to be done with that and make another Crash Bandicoot game. We're going to have Crash Team Racing on Game Pass, which means there's finally a good kart racing game we can stream. True. Amazing. Oh, thank you. I got him to say that Mario Kart wasn't good. Jesse, um, I mean, uh, it wait, is, so Crash, Crash got left behind the moment that first mainline Crash Bandicoot game got released on Xbox. Way mm. back in the day, in the 2000s. Yeah, I know, Sorry, but just man. like, even, be- even before now. then, they were starting to drop the ball. They, they need to get him in. Anyway. Speaking of Sony, what does Sony do from here? If, if anything, uh, we, we saw the Bethesda deal, Bethesda deal go through what twenty twenty. Um, yeah. 
tail end of 2020. And since then, I picked up uh, what, Blue Point and Remedy? No. Housemark. Housemark, yeah. Um, so they brought, uh, and I think there was another there was another studio as well. They brought uh, Studio Asobi or something like that. Anyway, so they bought a few smaller ones, but it was no sort of quote-unquote retaliation against the Bethesda deal. They sort of just kept humming along. Do we see that happening still? Because there has been a bit more for reaction from Sony this time, mainly centered around, whoa, 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 what about Call of Duty? Do we see them, you know, picking up a, a square or something like that, or at least attempting to? No, I don't see them doing that. I don't think there's any need to do that. I think it's pointless, essentially. Um, this isn't this isn't a arms race to see, you know, who's got the biggest financial dick to swing around as an exclusive. This is, I think, Microsoft... This ain't have- the scene to goddamn arms race, is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> yes, this ain't the scene. Yes, yes. <laughs> Excellent song, excellent fucking song. Um... But you, you know, like this isn't this isn't a, a, a fight that they're having. This this fight doesn't exist. It is Microsoft have looked at a company that they've been working with, you know, closely for many years, has started to circle the toilet bowl and have gone, all right, I'll pick it up and look after it. I guess I'll fish it out. I'll, I'll fish it out from from that death spiral that it's in. Did you say they picked up a piece of shit out of a toilet? Yes. Is that, is that, is that the okay? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's make sure on top of the A completely different business model. So you know, yeah. why do they need to retaliate to this? Uh, yeah. They need to continue doing what they're doing. They need to make these massive uh, first-party uh, gold mine single-player games mm. and just keep pushing that shit out. Keep buying the studios they have, that help them do that. They have quite a stacked year coming up. I think Sony's not. Panicking again, again the concerns with Call of Duty, but I think it's more contractual concerns. Like, hey, yeah, we signed yeah. on for this many games. What's happening with that? Um, but they're doing just fine. You know, you got God of War Ragnarok this year, Horizons that's around the corner. You got a bunch of really triple A game of the year contender titles coming out this year. They're fine. But they're still going to be top of the Metacritic rankings this year. Yeah. Exactly, and that's kind for of sure. what yeah. they're going for. And I think, look, Sony has some big things in the works. It looks like there are rumors of a lot more backwards compatibility becoming available. We had all the Dead or Alive games for PS3 become available on PlayStation Store, which is an odd franchise to start with, but yeah, cool. Um, and it looks like they're starting to strip back a lot of the PlayStation Now advertising and, and, and things like that in um, in other countries that can actually have PlayStation Now, not us. Uh because they've got Project, what are they called? It's Project Spartacus, which is looks like to be their contender to to Game Pass. They are just fine doing what they're doing. The whole, oh, Sony should do this to fight against Xbox. Companies don't fight each other. They just want money. Yeah. They get it from consumers. At the moment, the people who are doing the fight between you know your Xbox and your, and your PlayStation are those consumers. That's a that's like, a key you're point. Online, you're like, are you saying like, hey, no, these people who take my money should be able to take more money from more people? What are you <laughs> fighting over? Yeah. Jesse, that's such a key point, not just for this question, but for the further discussion around this topic. I'm as very well. smart. Yes, it's, that is that is spot on. This is about making money. So, <laughs> I don't think um, we're going to see exclusivity for massive franchises like. Uh, nah. Call of Duty, for instance. Um, and we've already got, uh, I guess, um, 
proof of that in games like I'd... Psychonauts 2 launching across all platforms. I disagree with that, to be honest. No, mm, I, I don't. Call of Duty I, is a no. That's I, I, a hard I, think, no. I think Call of Duty, to an extent, I think Warzone will continue. Warzone I, will be multi-platform. It is. It's baked in, and that will be a continuing franchise forever, like Fortnite and and the other one, Apex. Um, I can see. So Call of Duty is currently on what a a yearly rotation between Infinity Ward and. Treyarch, yeah. Um, there's, there's there's multiple studios now. Yeah, there's, there's, there's three like now, aren't there? Because I think there's private division as well. There are three or yeah. four. Yeah. I, I, what I want to see it happening is take a, take a year off. Take years off between your con- I'd really like releases so you can release things a bit better. We saw that with Assassin's, Assassin's Creed, Creed last style. What, five exactly. years. And we've had, what, we've had Valhalla, which is fantastic. It's way, way too long. Maybe they should have had less time to make that. Origins <laughs> and um, Odyssey. Origins well. and Odyssey, which is arguably the best Assassin's Creed definitely that discussion that changed up the structure of that game I would like to see that with Call of Duty because Call of Duty has languished the last few years sales yeah. have been stunning sales wise you look at the numbers Call of Duty is doing just fine but critically it is starting to get a bit of a hammering yes because um, keep in mind that a large uh, pool of the audience for and the, and the sales of Call of Duty are people that will buy a console and play nothing but FIFA and the yearly Call of Duty, yes. and that's fine. You know, like that's absolutely it's fine. fine if yeah. that, like if you want to buy a console and just do that, that's fine. You do you, man. Like all good. But those that is a significant portion of those sales. They will buy the same game every year, but you know, as you can tell from the FIFA sales, and it, it yes and no. But so I don't know because I think a lot of the a lot of people with the last one that came out was Vanguard. Vanguard was one of the worst selling Call of Duty games they've made, and I think it's because a lot of people looked at reviews this time because they said, "Well, I don't have to buy this this year because I have Warzone, and Warzone is what I want. I'm I'm in it for the multiplayer stuff, and Warzone does it better, so they have a free option." I think a lot of more people had a bit more of a. Uh, a look at Vanguard. It didn't offer them what they wanted in the storyline or narrative, whatever. They said, look, well, why yeah. am I going to pay pay for the multiplayer of this if I can just get it for free with Warzone? Warzone says they need to shake that thing, up. That's a, that's a, yeah. that's a, um, uh, but what I'm saying is the, the people who are buying your, um, you know, just buying the console just to play Call of Duty, I think that's, they're fine with that. Which, yeah, oh, okay. I'm sure. I mean, yes, absolutely. That's, that's a fair part of that. But simultaneously... The amount of people that play on, you know, PS4, PS5 are not insignificant. And I think it would be a huge mistake for Microsoft to make uh, any, you know, even if it's not annual, but any significant um, Call of Duty release be exclusive to Xbox, Microsoft platforms. Exactly. Exact same conversation with Bethesda. Yeah. And yeah. I stand by that. I think I think it's a big mistake. I think... I think because keep in mind that but, but mistake or not, mistake or not, that's what they chose. I, I don't think they, it's, they spent they spent what eight billion dollars on Bethesda, and they said, "Nope, these are our games." Fair enough, they can do that. Obviously, I think when they're spending, you know, ten times that amount almost, they're going to be a little bit more like, "Well, look, this is this is how we make that money back." This I, is. I just want to remind you, Jesse, that they are making money now from every sale of Call of Duty. So yeah. when they sell millions. Of copies of Call of Duty on the PlayStation platform, 
they're getting money there. When they sell microtransactions from uh, those PlayStation copies, they're making money there. It would be financially irresponsible decision to actually to cut that off from all of those yeah. other people because th- there are still those people. Do you reckon who it would just be like day one on Game Pass? I, like I, the, yeah, there will be with absolutely exclusive benefits for. Yeah, yeah, yeah of, of all the games but, that are being but, discussed right now, though, like all the franchises, the only one I can see possibly and hopefully being cross platform will be um, Call of Duty. Everything else is completely... You need to remember brief. as well the, the Blizzard games as well. Uh, mm. This is the doubling down of the focus on PC as well. It's a separate yeah, platform. Yeah. People, like to, people like to bunch it in with Xbox, but it's separate. It's a different thing and it needs to be handled mm. differently. So Blizzard is renowned for their PC support and the kinds of games that they play, which are only... They, they develop rather, which are only really suited to playing on pc starcraft for instance i want to see like but if, if xbox is putting all this money into the, the revamped pc game pass like they've just you know retitled it and stuff like that i think they're doing that with the purpose of absorbing all that and putting it all in the one umbrella why would you still have an offshoots to that wait what sorry i didn't which follow you that yeah, but what, the, the, the blizzard and stuff games and stuff would also, also have the same um support and stuff on on pc as they are now, it would just be all under Game Pass, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's what we're saying. Like, um, in terms of this acquisition, obviously the big franchise that everyone's talking about is Call of Duty and how that's going to be handled in regards to the PlayStation stuff. But that's n- although the biggest slice of the pie, it isn't the only slice. And, yeah, yeah, and, no uh, doubt. But I don't see anything else having. No, 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 and and that's that's what Keelan and uh, that's what Keelan's sort of saying is that like another big chunk of that is going to be the Blizzard games, which will be you know PC and Xbox exclusive, specifically more focused on PC because that is what the Blizzard games are known known for, and that's that's where they're going to keep their investment to themselves, as it were. That's where they're going to have that that bubble being Microsoft only. That's going to be under exclusivity. Yeah, it's going to be the exclusivity around the the Blizzard games. That's going to be the big yeah. Chunk. Okay, yeah, I get you now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, the, we, know, but, we agree with that part. Um, on on that note, though, I want to point out that keep in mind. Uh, I think probably the biggest thing that we're going to see in regards to Call of Duty being changed is time, like timed exclusivity for DLC for Call of Duty because it has happened before. It happened during the Xbox 360 era. Um, where it everything came out on Xbox 360 first, then came out on PS3. And then the reverse of that happened with the PS4. And God, I hate that, especially when I, there's cross-play involved. That's yeah, just- I, I agree. I think it's a huge pain in the ass, but I think that is that is also going to be what's happening. And that's going to that's gonna be the encouragement that people want. Like, you're going to sit there and be like, oh, I could wait six months to get this map park on my PS5, or I could just get Game Pass and boot up my Xbox and do it now. I might just hey, do speaking that. Speaking of Call of Duty, <laughs> just oh, slightly off topic, do you guys see that new skin <laughs> they introduced to Call of Duty? No. Before Wars... Oh, no. Was it Vanguard or Warzone? Whichever. Doesn't really matter. It's... um. Uh, uh, not Aaron, uh, Levi from Attack on, uh, Attack on Titan. <laughs> yeah, this I saw that. Biz- Holy shit. Bizarre. Like, Co- it's coinciding. It kind of cool ish no. in a way. It's, yeah, it's coinciding like, with the, the season that's coming out that started. Yeah, don't say anything. I'm about to see, I'm like two seasons behind and you catch up. Don't say anything. It's just what started this weekend, so that's why it's happening. Oh, weird. But this is still just a weird pick. And yeah. then, uh, of course, yeah. I looked at like, 
look, he would look pretty cool in Fortnite. I mean, they've already got Spider-Man swinging mechanics, so you could have the whole... And they've got fucking Naruto in there. Then Nothing's off limits now. Exactly. Right. Go for it. Get everyone. Everyone invited. Speaking of the games, so we spoke about the industry stuff there. And look, everything we spoke about just then, except for the exclusivity, doesn't really affect your everyday gamer, really. We, we, we are talking about which billionaires are going to get more billions. Yeah. It doesn't fucking matter. What matters is the games. And look, there are some cool games that are going to be get a shake-up, get a second chance, get a get a new set of eyes on them. There's, there's one in particular I'm very excited for people to play this for the first time. Um, now, look, we're going to be talking about Game Pass here. I just want to say, game they released the, um, the figures of how many subscribers Game Pass has. It's up to 25 million. That's about 8 million, 7 to 8 million more than they did the previous year. They grew astronomically last year following you Bethesda deal. A lot of people just go on their PC and they download it for like, what is it, like 16 bucks now per month in Australia? Something like that. And we're about to get a bunch of games becoming available there. I'm going to go through this list. Stop me at any time when you want to speak about one of them. Because I want to speak of this first one. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice is a game that I did not expect to be coming to Game Pass. It was published and funded by Activision. I, I did not know that. No, I haven't played this game because I'm shit at hard games. I'm shit at even easy games. I'm pumped to play this for the first time, especially on PC. Got Crash Bandicoot 4, Insane Trilogy, Crash Team Racing, Nitro Fueled, the greatest, greatest card game ever made. Uh, Caesar, Candy Crush, Geometry Wars, Gun. Did anyone play Gun back in the day? I'm not familiar with Gun. Okay. Gun was like a PS2, maybe PS3. I can't remember. I remember borrowing it for video easy, so it couldn't be PS2. Where you play as 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 a cowboy. You go around doing cowboy things. La-di-da. But there's something really cool at the end of the game where you could get a shotgun that shot dynamite. And you would go around <laughs> doing train robberies. Hell yeah. It was imagine if if you distilled Red Dead into just like arcade fun. That was gun. When Gun is out in Game Pass, do yourself a favor and play it. Um, Hearthstone, Heroes of the Storm, Hexen, Tenor Pro Skater, Skylanders can make a comeback. Skylanders, anyone? Uh, huh? No one? No. Ah. Actually, uh, actually no, no. Hey, you know what? Okay. I take that back slightly. Give us Skylanders, but give us like, instead of plastic figurines that are kind of shit, give us like little NFC chips and stuff like that. and like a, Almost like a memory card. I think that'd be fun. I thought you said NFT chips and I was like, get the fuck No, no dude. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, no, I, I like the little figures. Look, you can't say this shit little figures. You got like a shelf full of Amiibo. Yeah, but I, yeah, but that's because that's Nintendo and that's different. Hang on. I just want to point out, I spent my entire childhood not being able to find any fucking Nintendo merch anywhere ever. Yeah, right? there's probably some kid out there who's like, I've never been able to find some sort of weird warped Crash Bandicoot. No, but that's the thing, because they absolutely No, because they fucking can, because they're fucking everywhere in fucking secondhand shops. so bad. I worked at TV games at Skylanders height. I think you did as well, Keelan. Yes, I did. But Skylanders was peaking, and I remember just around Christmas time, you had these parents just sweating and crying, and they have a list, and they have little shitty sounds like, get me the red one, get me the red one. And they've got all these like lists crossed off, like got um, it's like the the bride's kill list from Kill Bill, and they've got these names crossed off, and it was that like, that hothead or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. and it's like I'm sorry, we don't we don't have them. They only made six. Like, I don't what do know. You want? I don't know how they find out this shit as well. They know before we know. 
They come in one morning, immediately as we open, they're like, I'd like to pre-order the new Skylanders that are launching in six months, please. And I'm like... It's like, ma'am, it's 7.30 a.m. I don't know how you picked the lock. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) What are you doing here? I cannot help you with this. I don't care. Ma'am, the red red. I had to learn all the names for the trade-ins. That was a nightmare. Oh, I want a a hobgoblin. I'm like, okay, here you go. He's a little blue fucking ice baron. (laughs) Game's left. (laughs) That's scarred me, but you know what I want now? I want, remember Disney Infinite? Yes, I love Disney I want Disney them to Infinite. release a game called Game Pass Infinite, okay? It's all the characters from all the Game Pass games and some sort of PlayStation home, if you will, metaverse, okay? And you have all these characters because I want like a little chibi little Master Chief figure. A little Doom Slayer. Oh, be the best. <sighs> Phil, call me. If you want money, call me. Um... <laughs> Prototype, I'd like to see that come, make come back. I, 76. Yeah. Prototype was good. I loved the original prototype. Why did that fall off though? Like, uh, I was selling well. Because yeah, it, it was like that infamous. And just infamous got a sequel and that one didn't. Uh, no, no, prototype did get a sequel. Um, but the sequel was pretty shit. From uh, what I've okay. heard. That, that's, that's what sort of killed it off. Because yes. uh, I went back and tried to play it recently. I say recently, this was like two years ago. And it's, some parts of the game have not aged well. And it is very edgy. It is very edgelord-like. Hells yeah. The, the, the dying, like the start of the death of emo. Like, <laughs> still got the hair, the, the <laughs> what leather. the flying fucks are you talking about? What are you talking hey, about? Emo the still lives on in my heart. Emo? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, right. I'm, say, I'm saying. I've seen the When We Were Young Festival that everyone's oh, going to from. Don't fucking get me started. I'd love to go there. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, I mean, in terms of like falling out of the, the vernacular of the common people, as it were, like it was, it was, uh, as the phase was falling into obscurity that again, um, it, it, that's that's when prototype hit. And if you go back and play, it's so fucking edgy. It's kind of ridiculous. And it, there, there, there was like a three or four year gap of games, which it's like when Jack, like Jack Two, I love it. It it's Edge Lord Central. Yeah. You had your Jack Two, you had your prototypes, um, um uh, infamous stuff like that. Yeah. And- like I would, I would love, edgy. I'd love to see Prototype come back because I think, in terms of potential and in terms of just raw gameplay, it was so much fun. There was nothing quite like turning your like arm into those like that really cool blade and then like charging through a tank and cutting the tank in half, watching it explode behind you. Like it was so fucking cheesy, but I loved it. I lived for that shit. It was so good. And then like this big fucking venom bargain bin venom creature comes flying you know over what? a rooftop and you up cut him into the sky that was great oh, i loved it i forgot what the next game was called but as soon as i mentioned what it was you guys will agree and this is like peak edge lord game you were the mafia guy who was possessed by a devil and you had the darkness i fucking love the that darkness game. bring oh, the darkness yes. back <laughs> Top tier. that's a 2k property sorry but still yes yeah, i agree no, bring like, it back I'm, I'm bring it back edgy games now okay different podcast okay this is an Edgecast, a podcast within a podcast. <laughs> we talk about emo music and edgy games. I'm, I'm yes, in, I'm no, in. That was, that was sick, that one. Um, back to the list of uh, Activision Blizzard games coming to, yeah, that should be coming to Game Pass. Uh, King's Quest, Lost Vikings, Phantasmagoria, Pitfall, Quest for Glory, Singularity, Soldier of Fortune, Space Quest, Starcraft, Tenchu, Time, Time Shift, True Crime, and World of Oh, Jesse, you missed one, an important one, which is on the topic of edgy dudes with long hair. 
Blackthorn came out on the Super Nintendo Ooh, okay. in like 1994. Ooh. It was like a platformer game. And you play this metal dude with like long black hair and he wears like a wife beater and jeans and big black boots and he's got a shotgun. And it's like a platformer and he shoots things and it's fucking awesome. And I would love to see something in that franchise just come back. That's not the game I thought you were going to call me out on because there is a game that's, I think it's almost a little bit close to your heart that could theoretically make a comeback. Um, and Milky Spencer spoke about it um, in his talk with the Washington Post. He said, I was looking at the IP list. I mean, let's go. King's Quest, Guitar Hero. I should know this, but I think they got Hexen. King's Quest, Hexen, great. Guitar Hero. Mm. Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero could make a comeback here. Now, Simon, I know you have thoughts about this. I want to hear them. Now. I do. I first a stamp on them. I, I want to rock. I want to preface this with the fact that I love Guitar Hero. I think Guitar Hero is excellent. I think it is great fun. I don't think there is a single more fun party game than Guitar Hero. And yes, I'm calling it a party game in this. Um, no, 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 no. Look, if you want to talk down at one of the greatest rock and roll games, no, of no, all no. Time, I'm not. I'm not talking down to it. We lost a great rock and roll superstar. Right, I'm not talking down to Guitar Hero. I'm just saying, like, there is nothing quite like uh, having a couple of beers, having a mate or two round while you all fuck about on some shitty plastic instruments and play fucking Photograph by Def Leppard. Right, incredible, love it. I'm here for it. Def Leppard, then (laughs) you said Nickelback. I was gonna throw his bottle at you. (laughs) But I do think. That Guitar Hero would have a huge issue to worry about, and that is its potential longevity. Because Guitar Hero hit the highest of highs and then crashed pretty quickly. And part of that, I think, was due to every mainline expe- like uh, game would come with new stuff. There would be extra things. So, you know, Guitar Hero 1, you've obviously got the guitar that you need to play. Cool. Fine. Fun. Guitar Hero 2, oh, there's an updated guitar, and then Guitar Hero 3, the best guitar. Guitar Hero 4, well, now there's other stuff as well, I guess. And then it, it starts to peter out after that, and you, it oversaturated its own market incredibly quick in an effort to try and capitalize as much as possible on this fame and glory that it had. And some of those, you know, potential wins were just thrown straight into the bin. And then Rock Band happened and was arguably better in some ways. And it just petered out as quickly as it came up. And that would be my concern with Sorry, Rock I really like, um, uh, go back to Joel from Dialogue Options. Go check them out and listen to our podcast we did with them. Um, he's in the chat. You can also chat with us at twitch.tv forward slash story mode AUF. God, I'm getting good at that. He said, I'm pretty sure Guitar Hero was partly why I dropped out of uni. I mean, that's pretty fair. Partly. I, I <laughs> yeah, understand. Look at you now, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, <laughs> I totally understand. But it's it's one of those things that I want it. I, if it comes back, and I want it to come back, I want it to come back correctly because we had that Guitar Hero Live yeah. reboot that came a couple of years ago. That was kind of shit, and all intentions poorly executed. Yeah, exactly. And the problem is with Guitar Hero is that if it comes back, it's got to think about its long term future because. As I mentioned before, when it first came out, oh, wow, cool, really cool new novel idea. And then it quickly became very repetitive um, and it very quickly burned itself out because it was burning the stick at both ends. And so if it comes back, they've got to pace it, they've got to be ready, and they've got to have everything planned out years ahead of schedule, years ahead of what they think 
you know, people will be interested in. To be ready for if, you know, the interest doesn't dwindle and they do maintain a solid fan base. I'd love to have Guitar Hero come back. But I'm just Simon, I'm I mean, sick of your negativity. Enough of this <laughs> nonsense. You. I need you to you. understand <laughs> that Guitar Hero is coming back and nothing more is going to be said of it, okay? Talking shit about Guitar Hero guitars. Keelan's now has his Guitar Hero guitar. I like that you have it on hand like a goddamn gun under your mattress. I threw one of those over a fence once, okay? And you know what I did? Picked it up and it's still bloody worked, okay? They are fantastic. And you're saying, look, longevity. Every game needs to focus on longevity. The game being released today or this year or next year or whatever, it doesn't need to appeal directly to us because we were what, like between 15 and 20 when these games came out? This is for the next generation. This isn't for us. I want to see young kids fucking yeah. play this no, shit no, again. No. Like, I want them to experience what we get to experience. They can, they can play Guitar Hero all their, all the music they listen to with their, their, their little Uzi verts, play guitar to that, play some... Got them old. Anyway, right. Got anyway, but back, back to my point. Wiggles reading the top hundred, hottest one hundred. Hell okay. yeah! I, I want to. I, I want to talk about the discourse surrounding that because if you're getting upset, I don't. if you get upset over the fact that the Wiggles all. fucking one, grow the fuck up. Go outside, touch some grass, and then fuck off. Because Jesus Christ, let people have some fun. Up the wiggies. Yeah, fucking, I'm here for it. Fucking, my boy you Tom Cardi. Like the Wiggles rock band. My, my boy Tom Cardi at number 11 with Have You Checked Your Butthole. Fantastic fucking song. Go listen to it. I love it. Wiggles rock band, okay? Yes. And if you are playing the keys as Jeff Fat, you get sleeping pills. Man, why didn't <laughs> you not recommend that Tom Cardi to me uh, when I was fucking with my cat before like that <laughs> yeah, would have yeah, been very yeah. helpful that would have been, that would have been the perfect time. For, anyone, for anyone who's not watching us on twitch and they listen to us on spotify itunes or wherever you listen to us um you missed out on some pre-show chitter chatter about these two these chuckle fucks uh, t- cats tldr my cat was super constipated and uh tldr my cat is a bit too fluffy for her own tld WTR. Too long, okay. didn't want to read. Very I don't nice. want to know all this again. I've already heard the story. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, like Guitar I, I would I'll legitimately d- like to see Guitar come back, but I want to see them take a leaf out of a Rocksmith book. Uh, we spoke about Rocksmith Plus a fair bit last year, and I love that you can just plug in an actual guitar to your whatever, and you can play it. I think that's really cool, and a lot of people have I'd guitars like nowadays. I'd like I would that. love to see that incorporated into Guitar Not as super in-depth as Rocksmith goes, um, because it needs to be one-for-one one with those who pick up, you know, the plastic controller. Just make it the first four frets or whatever it needs to be. I don't know. I don't know if this magical technology I speak of exists, but make it exist. Phil Spencer, you have the money now. Well, I mean, in theory, um, they could do, like, a tab mode, and you could just see the guitar tabs as they come on. I think that would be really cool. I'd be so down for that. I, I, and they do it like they they smoke Rocksmith with that because it has that brand recognition behind it. Yeah, I'd oh, like yeah, to see yeah, that happen, entirely. but I digress. I think um, all in all, can we need to wrap up on this topic? All in all, I think we agree that this is a very complex thing. Incredibly, yeah. And again, the biggest thing we I think we can say as a group here is don't get caught up defending one company or another because in the day they don't directly care about you, your yeah. money. Look, they they care about you to an extent. They're not bad people. Um, I mean, there's a few bad people in this story, I guess, but they're not the ones we're talking about here. There's no need to defend them. There's no need to get angry with each other. Um, just Co- corporations like, are, it, it, are not your friends. No, 
Um, the end of. Yeah, look, look. Ho- hopefully, we get some some good creativity. We get the creativity juices flowing again at these uh, at Activision and Blizzard um, because I think they've been a little bit backed up again. Talking referencing back to our pre-show, they've been a little bit backed up <laughs> for the last few hour long. Uh, just just hope this has a good ending and fuck fuck Bobby Kotick. But let's move on to a a bit of news that was. I, I'm actually really stoked for this, and it hasn't buried, obviously, with, with bigger news coming out, but the PlayStation VR 2, or just the VR 2, was announced um, during Sony's conference at CES 2022. So we we not only got a new headset, which we didn't actually see, we did get to see the new um, Sense controllers. Nick Elon, yeah, tech head. You run us through what makes this thing possibly quite special. Okay, there's a few things that are kind of amazing about this. I did, I just have to say, comment overall, this is a staggering piece of technology. Like, it's really good. It's really good. And I'm very concerned for what price level the price this thing's going to come in because the level of tech in here is so incredible. Um, so the PSVR 2... Um, is very similar to the PSVR 1 in one major way in that it still uses an OLED screen for the actual head-mounted device itself. And uh, there are many reasons why OLED is fantastic, but the primary one is that black levels are incredible. It makes things a lot more immersive. It's really cool. It's a great screen. Um, Similar to the PSVR 1, the PSVR 2 supports a 90 to 120 hertz refresh rate, which is... Good for motion sickness and that type of that type of thing. I, I don't know. You guys have used VR headsets before, right, Jesse? Sai? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got I've got the VR, the original VR. I got a day one because I'm a piece of shit. Have you guys <laughs> been um, like? Have you guys been sick when you used it? I have. I have tried VR several times, and the first time I tried it, I actually felt very motion sick. It was. This is a weird little story, but it was, I believe, at Oz Comic Con. Uh, I was there with my brother, um, while I was with Gaz, and there was a VR demonstration. And Gaz was making a joke about how he has terrible luck with VR, and every time he tries VR, it never quite works for him. And it was a simulation, I guess. It was done by some, like, uni students, and it was, like, going through some trenches during World War One and sort of, like, trying to simulate that experience. Um, and I felt massively motion sick right towards the end um as part of the screen started to fade to black because my peripheral vision's like whoa what the fuck's going on my brain Your goes brain dude you're what passing the f- out yeah. yeah my brain's like what the fuck that. is happening and i felt really motion sick i've had it one other time like majorly when i was playing a game on vr i can't remember what the fuck it was called it was a demo on the oculus store um and basically you get to be a god for a bit and it's this fun little adventure romp and you can either do your teleport or you can walk. And I was like, yeah, I'll make the character walk. And as they make the character walk, they actually, again, dim the very edges of your peripheral vision to try and make it less motion sick inducing, mm-hmm. but have the complete mm-hmm. opposite effect and made me feel really fucking motion sick. But I was able to push through that. That, was, that wasn't that was too bad. But I, I, like, I got through that after about five minutes. I was like, no, I'm, I'm okay. I just needed to have a fucking breather. But yeah, that was like I've got it a couple of times. It's very rare, yeah. but it absolutely happens, and it's so I'll weird. I've been lucky. 
You've been lucky. I, I, I've tried every, every time I've gone to a different convention. Like I, remember, I think the first time I tried VR was EB Expo, what, 2012, 2013. Um, and I tried that, the roller coaster simulator that was sort of the big VR testing point. And people in front of me were throwing up. And I'm like, oh, cool. I've lined up two hours to throw up my lunch. That cost me $400 because of the convention. I was lucky. It made it because my eyesight's fucked anyway, or my brain's a little bit cooked. <laughs> but I, I was perfectly okay. And every time I've gone, I would I would try VR, different types of VR. And I've always been okay with it. It's been actually really cool to see the development of it. Every time I've mm. gone, it's gotten better and better. And I remember the, the moment I decided to buy the VR, the PSVR, it was at uh, PAX and everyone was trying on the PSVR for the first time. And it was the demo where you get lowered in a shark tank. Oh. And you get lo- lowered in the ocean and you have fish cool. that goes past you. And there's a point where you go through a cloud of jellyfish. And it was it's stunning. It's absolutely beautiful. Mm. And so you're in the shark tank and there's like a, obviously bars around you. And there's like a little gap. Um, and I remember like going out to like to, to touch the jellyfish. Because I wanted to see like, you know, how I could move around in this space. And I, I remember subconsciously, like my body made me sort of like contort to go through the gap a little bit. I knew I could just step through the bars, but it was tricky. My brain, it was, it became that immersive with the sound and everything like that. Then I'm like, no, these, these bars are here. I have to, you know, be careful. I don't want to bop my noggin. And that moment I decided to, to buy it. I bought it, played the shit out of it for a few, few weeks and then thought, this has too many wires, it's too hot, and the picture quality is not good enough. These are all things that are being fixed, hopefully, with They're the VR all too. being addressed. And mm-hmm. that's, that's one of the biggest things as well, Jesse. Um, the resolution of the PSVR 2 is better than what is considered by most people to be like the best VR headset that you can get, the Valve Index. It's higher resolution than that. It's crazy good. It's 2,000 wow. by 2,040 pixels per eye, so... Correct me with stuff here, because again, I'm not the tech guy here. But is that for the full vision, or is that because that foveated rendering? That that that's a so separate thing. Your Which focal we're, point. We'll, we'll speak okay, cool. about we'll speak about foveated re- rendering sec- separately. Um, the other thing, the, your big complaint is that there's a whole bunch of wires and cables and crap you've got to connect up. Sorry, oh my this. god, what a nightmare! So. PSVR 2 does things a little bit differently with tracking. With tracking, you no longer need that PlayStation camera. You don't need those uh, stupid controllers, the LEDs and stuff like that. Instead, it's all built into the camera. Space dildos. All about the space dildos. It's all any of that fucking breaker box anymore. It's all built into the headset. There are cameras, and it tracks your the space you're in via the cameras. And yeah, it's incredibly intelligent and sort of lines up with uh, like the major competitors for the PSVR 2, the the Quest 2. And um, yeah, it's it's just the way to do it. On top of that, you've also got a single uh, line connection via USB-C. So you've got one cable, runs to the headset, runs to the console. That's why there's that USB-C port in the front of the console, like we speculated on, what, more than a year ago, that it's for VR. Yeah. It is for we VR. Called it. We called it here first. You didn't yep. get it anywhere yep. else. It is for VR. You just plug it straight in. You've got that one one cable. None of that breakout box nonsense. Um, that is just a huge improvement across the board. In addition to improvements in um, the field of view as well, which sorry, just to mention something about that breaker box, because I, I wanted to use my VR more often um, because there are some cool experiences on it. But the whole thing is like you plug your camera in and then you plug the 
break a box into the PlayStation, but then it has to rerun back through it, and then there's a plug at the front, then it has to plug to the headset, but just two really thick wires, and then you have your headset, which is separate, but you can also use... Anyway, there's a lot of different things there. You could theoretically, though, unplug the main cables from the headset to the breaker box and still play your PlayStation normally. However, because your picture signal to the TV runs through the breaker, you can't run full HDR. Uh, which so is baffling because that... Yeah, because you, you had to... It was one of the big things about the PS4 was, you know, HDR support. It's definitely, definitely noticeable on the right TVs. But Sony released this thing that downgraded their own product. It was baffling. And that's why I end up being like, I don't like this because I want to see you know, Horizon at full definition. Um, th- there's, a, there's a lot of really good tech stuff that is very forward-looking with the PSVR 2. Stuff that its um, main competitor, I, I guess it's its main competitor, the Oculus Quest 2 doesn't yeah. really have it's got significantly higher resolution um because you plug it into the playstation 5 you have significantly more horsepower so you guys know vr is expensive computationally like it, it takes oh, a lot yeah. of processing power to mm-hmm. render something in vr it is um it's difficult to do and it's difficult to do it well um that's why experiences like half-life alex are pc exclusive you can't play them on yeah. standalone headsets you can't play them on playstation vr but the hope is with playstation vr 2 you'll actually be able to play those big like triple a type games bone works half-life alex on the playstation itself because it has the horsepower to pull something like that off that's that's incredible news for me Sorry, i want to see alex. i want to see triple a vr games I, there's not many that exist. There's like five, sure. you know. Well, yeah. let's, let's just skip forward because we'll talk about the tech more. Actually, yeah, well, and we'll get back to some of the tech in a second. Yeah, yeah. But I just want to mention the game that was announced. So we had um, Horizon Call of the Mountain. So this is a a major studio, first party studio, first party studio, Gorilla Games. Um, uh, they're working with I think it's Fire Sprite. I believe it's Fire Sprite, to put this together. When the original VR came out, it was knocked around because it didn't have any of these big, you know, equivalent AAA titles. This looks more like more than just a, like a sort of support to it. This doesn't look like an add-on. I remember they had like a shitty Spider-Man thing where you just like stand in place and you shoot webs. And it's like, if I could want to do that, I can just, you know, I'm not going to make the joke. I want to see You're the big first party studios get behind off. it. There you go. Thank you, Simon. Thanks. Thanks. I couldn't. Man. I couldn't no. leave the fruit hanging there untouched. You had to reach around and help me up. Thank you. Of course. Of um, course, I did. You always, you always there for my hanging fruit. Thanks. <laughs> uh, but it's really cool. It's really cool to see. We didn't see much in the trailer. You see a, a tall night walkover. Cool. But are we going to get game set? You know, in the world of you know, God of War, mm-hmm. Days Gone, stuff like that. Like, okay. okay. If That's this is it. the caliber of support this system will get, plus the ease of use, I think we're onto a seller here. I see. I see that as such a huge benefit because Sony has these amazing worlds that they've already established in their mainline mm. games. Um, all of those assets and everything have been created to a stunning level of visual fidelity. You could easily port that across this- to a VR experience. Sony, 
everyone at Sony, I know you listen, everyone, okay? All hands <laughs> on deck for this idea. Launch this game. They'll launch this with a free Astrobot game like you did the Ooh, PS5. Oh, good shout. Give us Astrobot some sort of VR experience. Give us... Boom. Give us Astro's playroom, Done. but just just in VR instead. I would love to be able... Because, I mean, for those of oh. us that own a PS5 and spent a fair amount of time going through Astro's Astro playroom... Astro crush them in your fucking hands. But, I mean, like... Oh, like, like grapes. For, for those who have already played Astro's playroom, like, you, 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 you're sort of familiar with the surroundings and the environments and stuff. Like, you'd be able to... You'd be able to go with that and be like, oh, yeah. Oh, like, the sense of scale... This is the thing that VR does the most that I think is really hard to get in gaming in general is a proper sense of scale. Now, on a slight tangent, but I promise you it is related in the long run, um, I recently saw someone... Put on get- your shoes, kill him, we're going for a walk. <laughs> uh, I recently saw someone getting a VR mod working for an old Monster Hunter game, for Monster Hunter Try. And oh. as... The- as they were working around, like as they were, as they were like working around and like checking things out, and like obviously the textures aren't fantastic or anything, because um, it was a Wii game. He was like standing next to this ship, and the ship is in the game constantly, and he's like the sense of scale is unbelievable, and I think that's what like if we can get that sort of play to its strength, like if we can get like a God of War game. And even if it is just a walking simulator where you're just climbing up the mountain with Kratos, imagine climbing up like that full mountain, like how cool that would be. And I mean, Kratos is a big dude standing next to Kratos and being able to admire just how fucking tall this goddamn motherfucker is. You play a little Atreus. You could. You absolutely could. What's the the head that he has in his belt? Ah. Inexplicably Scottish guy. Is it Mimir? I don't know. Mimir. I want to play with Mimir. <laughs> Hanging his belt, uh, looking I, around. I want to have a chat around with him. Every now and then, Chris's penis hits you. I was like, oh, about that. scale. Like, let's have a chat yeah. with the world serpent. Like, that That would be Bang. amazing. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. So, something that, something that I found fascinating is, because when the VR came out, everyone was talking about VR, there was a lot of um, videos came out explaining why you can't just grab a game and just put it into VR. And there's a few things because scale is is fucked in games. It's a lot of optical illusions that make mm-hmm. things mm. seem bigger yeah. or smaller, but actually in reality they're they're completely different. Your height in the game, in games, you're especially like first person shooters, you're about three feet tall. Yes. Your height is all over the place, and you run at about 120 kilometers an hour. Yeah. <laughs> it's not one for one. It gives you that illusion when you're in that when you're in that particular seat of vision. It gives you that illusion that everything's okay, but in reality, it's chaotic as hell. So that's yeah. what I, I saw a few people would just be like, cool, let's just VR that one up. And it's just like, I'm throwing up all over the place. I'm, I've pissed my pants. I'm having all sorts of bad times. Um, but yeah, sorry, getting back to a point, I Astrobot. <laughs> that was, was that my point? Was that one of the points? I, d- I don't know anymore, to be honest with you. <laughs> Keelan, I'm going to throw it back to you because we're still getting through the, the, the tech I wanted, side of the VR. I wanted to hit on one more interesting sort of tech uh, item on the list that Sony announced. Um, and they're kind of interlinked. Um, quite interesting. Eye tracking. Eye tracking and foveated rendering. Um, those are uh, foveated rendering obviously sounds a little bit more complex and confusing, but eye tracking yeah. is what it says on the box. 
it uh, the headset itself tracks where your eyes are looking, where you're looking at any point in time. Um, what you can actually do with eye tracking like that, that works in, in real time, is you can use foveated rendering, which is essentially decreasing the resolution and the level of quality of what you are rendering um, based off of where the eyes are focusing on. So if you are looking in the top right-hand corner at a puzzle or something, for instance, you don't need to know what's happening in the periphery of your vision. That's not useful to you as a, as a player. So why do you need to render all of that in full resolution? Why do you need to render it at the highest possible settings? What that does is it saves performance and it allows you to hit that 90 to 120 hertz refresh rate uh, more consistently. So we're going to get overall higher quality visuals because we can cut down on the areas where it's not important to see. And that makes a lot so of sense. Clever. And it's, yeah, it's, it's ingenious. Additionally, eye tracking can be used for other purposes as well. It can be used for, for gameplay purposes, but I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what gameplay purposes you could possibly use that. I for, hope really. they take into consideration some accessibility options with that as well. Mm, I saw a few concerns brought up call. where people just like, look, there eye tracking can, can't, doesn't work for everyone. Some people have you know, different eye movements and stuff like that. And you don't want to leave anywhere, anybody out with the stuff. Because right. I think it's going to be a real experience. So um, hopefully they have that, that all checked out or some sort of checks and balances there. Uh, but I, I love this technology. When I first read up on this and I watched the announcement, this is the part that got me excited because I'm like, that is just remarkably clever. That's really, really cool. Something else I'm very excited about is we mentioned space dildos before. We mentioned space dildos on most episodes of the podcast, <laughs> to be fair. But the um, PlayStation Move controllers um, are a thing of the past. I'm going to Thank grind fuck. one into dust and make them into bread. We're getting these new Sense controllers that look a lot like the Oculus Touch controllers, the old weird orb that wraps around your hand. There I like was a, some like, schematics that were leaked about 12 months ago regarding these. Um, we've seen these in a bit more detail. Keelan, do you have more details regarding these grabbers? The the controllers are uh, interesting uh, because they have all of the the haptic feedback and adaptive triggers that you have in the DualSense controller itself as well, which I think That's is really that they'll cool. They'll be used on a few games and never used again. Well, I don't know, but the, I'm better. What, what that what that tells me is that. Um, the experience that you have with the um, the DualSense controllers um, can be replicated on the PlayStation. The, what do they call them? The Touch Touch, touch. Sense controllers. Sense Sense, sense controllers. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing what they actually do with that as far as as VR does, because VR is about immersion. It's about mm. putting you into a situation, right? And those um, adaptive adaptive triggers, the haptic feedback, all of that is super immersive stuff that is underutilized in traditional games. So how can you incorporate that into VR experiences? I'm really interested in seeing that. Um, from what I can see, they don't have um, what a lot of other um, headsets have. They have individual finger tracking. So they don't actually have that but um, they still do have like a, a binary sort of switch there for your, your additional fingers um, over and above your thumb. Does, does make me wonder if, if we could, you know, would a game like Half-Life Half -Life Alex work? Yes. Because part of, well, I mean, I mean it, will, it will work, yes, but will it be the same experience? Because one of the coolest things I've seen with Alex is 
be um sort of you can use it with your fingers. You can like pick up a pen and write on a board. We you still know, gonna have that same level. Th- there's there's gonna be compromises in the experience based yeah. off of hardware. There always is, Jesse, and you know mm. that kind of experience that you're talking about where you have individual finger tracking that's like a two thousand plus dollar experience just for the the hardware alone you know that's not including that's not including the pc the beastly pc you need to run that that's fair so i I want everything you know come on man i I think we've we've got to be aware there's going to be a certain amount of compromise but games like half-life alex can work on this hardware they've got everything that they need controller wise they've got everything they need hardware wise as far as the headset goes and they've got everything they need hardware wise as far as the playstation console goes as well um so well, i'm looking forward to it speaking of compromise i think we need to compromise and uh, wrap this one up because it's been a big goddamn episode that's a, that's a lot of news we just went through that is a lot of stuff uh, a lot of stuff and we'll go through more and more because let's face it this acti blizz stuff is gonna roll on and obviously more vr these will come out hopefully we get to see the damn thing soon but until then we are gonna say adieu and wrap up now we are on spotify and itunes of course we are where else would we be but we're also on all other good podcasting platforms just search for story mode a video game podcast or our other show love letters um subscribe and leave us a review while you're there Search, look, have a look at all the great fan critical podcasts in the, in the fan critical podcast family leave those reviews give them a like subscribe tell your friends tell your neighbors tell your enemies um, if you want to keep up to date with all of the gaming news that you could possibly use storymodegaming.com of course we're on social media as well facebook twitter and instagram at storymodeaus we're also on twitch at storymodeaus where you can come on you can berate us while we do our podcast uh, you can berate us when we play games. You can just berate us in general. So make sure you go there and give us a follow. And of course, we're on Patreon. Uh, just search for Fan Critical. Check a couple of bucks our way, and you'll get access to all sorts of bonus goodies. Keelan, Simon, it's too hot to do a show. I'm going to say that. <laughs> it is it I think too hot. quite warm. Running a podcast in the Australian summer is an extreme sport. Yeah, I agree with uh, that. I'm looking forward to being pray. in the next Olympics. Yep, we'll, we won't be in it though. Ah, we, 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 we can be like Eurovision or something like that. If we were good, we would be. <laughs> we'll get there. I, 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 like, I like Eurovision as the bar that we're setting. Yeah, Eurovision. Like, I want to be yeah, in Eurovision. Right. <laughs> I have the flair for it. Um, best. Thanks to everyone for listening. Episode 99. We've got a very special episode 100. Keep it 100. I'm going to use that emoji so much this week. Um, uh. Yeah, it's going to be fucking great. So I'm make sure you follow us on Twitter you. for that, for that stuff. Uh, everyone in the chat, thanks for dropping dropping by. Everyone listening, thanks for listening. Hope you had fun with that. Hope you feel informed. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Stay safe and play some games. Catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, why don't I kiss the microphone? Dib, 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 dib.